It's the podcast that can't wait to see you graduate. Your granddad would be so proud of you. <laughs> it's Power Word Roll. You're now sort of approaching uh, the glass and that. Obviously, there's a lot of people around, and I don't want to be brazenly telling people we're going to steal a book. I'm going to use my awakened mind to just telepathically explain to Greg what is going on, that this is stealing a book for my patron. Um, just, weird day out, let's steal a book. So, it's a family bonding activity. <laughs> so why do we need to steal a book? It's, um... It's a little complicated. Right. Uh, it helps Kia out if we do it. R- right. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine this is a little bit behind yeah. Greg and Kia who are up front. You see Greg like striding along, just like slowly nodding <laughs> to himself. <laughs> like, okay. Ah, uh-huh. got it. Right. So, Fair. Okay. <laughs> Everyone take one of these. And then Greg hands out the passes. Cool. Okay. So before we get there, Kia is just going to fish the scrap of paper with an image of the book out and just show it to everyone and go so it's th- this is the book mm, okay. I think I know where it is when we were in the library yesterday I managed to I think uh, Ayun's looking a little bit green as he's like I've seen that before but this whole thing is kind of weird let's just not mention it it's fine you okay Ayun? I'm fine uh, oh this looks like it's going to be more challenging than I previously thought it's like looking for a needle in a haystack a book in a book stack. A book in a book stack. I mean, <laughs> we're surrounded by books. How are we going to know which one's the right one? I know where it is. Oh, that's a great start. Fantastic. Um, okay. Ooh, ooh. Problem is, it's on the third floor, which we can't just walk into. Let's oh. ask that that lovely man we spoke to yesterday. Uh, that tortoise. What what was his name? Jude Long Azebo. Doctor Jude Long Azebo. Hmm. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and you enter inside, and you can see there's a sort of different Ifriti woman at the desk. Everyone, play it cool. Play it cool. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. We, we have passes. And roll deception. Fourteen. I meant to give out the passes. So we got them early. When did you start this morning? I started at ten. At ten? That explains it. We were here before then, and we got passes from the lady before. Um, they were... Oh, it was another Ifriti. I don't know the name though, I'm really sorry. Roll deception. I'm sorry, you all look the same to me, he says. <laughs> all you slaves look the same to me. <laughs> well, obviously it's quite difficult to... Um, that's a 15. Oh, terribly sorry. Please go inside. Uh, it's not a problem. No problem. Actually, I was wondering, can you upgrade mine? Because I'm supposed to be going up to the third floor, and somehow I've got the wrong one. The third floor? Yes. You don't get a pass for the third floor. That'll be it. I'll just go talk to... <laughs> you can see a uh, roll an insight check for me. Thirteen. You see uh, her face move slightly, but it's hard to read as to what end. She's like, hmm, suspicious. That's right. I'm sorry. I was, uh, I was just talking to Zebra. <laughs> no worries. First floor will have to do for us. Let's head on in. And Thank so- you very much for your time. She sort of bows slightly, and you all head inside, and you see the same extravagant, ga- gaudy colours around everything. And so uh, you head up the stairs until you make it to the first floor and you go down to the sort of where all the offices are and you find the one with his name on it. Blasted thing! Greg's just gonna, like, walks up to it, throws it open. 
And you see a total man dangling from, like, a model of the solar system. Honestly, from your gesture, I thought you were going to say ceiling fan, so... <laughs> well, basically, where from the centre of the room, you can see he's sort of putting up this model of what appears to be some kind of solar system with the, the flat disc of Svasara in the middle, and then there's sort of all these different things hang, hanging from it in different uh, places. He's tangled up in the wires. Yeah, yeah, and he's sort of dangling from the... holding on to the disc in the centre. Immediately, Greg's just going to run and, and grab him and hold him up. And, oh, oh, my God! What? Good oh. thing we arrived when we did. Oh, you, are you okay? Are you doing all right? I'm absolutely fine. Can you help me down? Yeah, of course, of course. Thank you. Oh. Just like oh. kind of shakes him a little bit and then sees it's not going to work and just pulls. Uh, the like breaks strings. It kind of breaks, but I feel like just pulls him down. Make a sleight of hand check for me to see Why? how... To, to see, see whether it falls. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that then. I'll see you. Why am I? <laughs> 14. Okay. The disc comes off at an angle and is now dangling, you know, sort of down. He's like, well, you know, close enough. What, what, what it's are more you... important that you're safe on the ground. I've got a shell. I'd be fine. <laughs> can I do like an acrobatics check to like climb up a thing and see if I can fix it while they're talking? Make an acrobatics check. <laughs> no. You do That's it. That's an eight. So you, you jump and you do it and you just pull down the other side of the disc that of Svasara and it just falls on his head and his head just fully like retreats into his shell. I'm sorry. Good thing for that shell. Oh, mm, that's what it's there for. I'm gonna go wait outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. No, it's fine. It's fine. Why are you back so soon? It might be a little unorthodox, but we had some of us saw a, vi a vision of sorts, an, an omen from... I don't know where I couldn't tell you. One of the gods? It must have been. It's always the gods. And you can see he goes over <laughs> to... It's those guys! You, yeah, he goes and points at some statues that are sort of on his desk. Greg, Greg is like a knowing nod. And goes, well, whoever it was who sent this message, there's a book we just need to, to see. Or, or, or I don't think we need to read it. I don't think we need to even even have contact with it, but just to see. But I believe it's in your third floor. Kia, you have a, oh. a drawing of this book. Yes, Kia just sort of folds it so it's only the book on show and all the other weird writing around it. Um, make a sleight of hand check. Oh, nat 20, so 25. You just show it for a second, he's like, Ah, I don't entirely have access to the third floor. You don't have access to a floor in this building? No, I'm a foreigner. They only let, um, you know, sales uh, from the, uh, associated with the pharaohs. That is so typical, isn't I it? I know, absolutely. We, we were here first, you know. And he gets like a solid side eye from out there. <laughs> outside the room just like <sighs> oh damn elves well anyway um i can get you to the second floor you know what? that'd be a great help maybe there'll be something like that what's the book on uh, I don't think any of us know. No, we just sort of have this image of it. We don't can really I have another look? Yeah. Sorry, I need my glasses. Hold, hand it here. Um, I just sort of hold it out level with his hand, so he can. Uh, okay. I'd say at this point he kind of just gives up yeah. and is, you know, like with his glasses squinting at it for a second. All right, son of Elvis. Right. What's why, this book on? Well, why do you need to know about the volcano? We we don't we don't, don't know, know why we need this. We just which god is this for? Like we said, we don't know. It he was, just entered a a, a state, a fever, and her eyes rolled back and she drew. Okay, well, we're just putting two and two together, trying uh, to trying to do what we can. I'll take you to the second floor. I'll see if there's anything to do with them. You know, the volcano there. Uh, it's usually where more arcane books are kept. That, thank you. Probably about the plane of fire. And at this point, he sort of shoves open the door, and you, you, as you hear that line as as he exits. I'm just like. <laughs> He's still holding the disc of Safari outside. No, I just I just know that me and this man are like oil and water and we'll just like <laughs> leave our shit alone. And that's okay. He waddles 
he's oil, you're water, and I'm the beautiful egg yolk. That... <laughs> <laughs> beautiful egg that makes it all mixed together. Um, and you can see he waddles over towards the big staircase that leads to the second floor and says, come on! And he takes you up and you can see that there are two uh, Ganassi guards at the uh, top of the stairs looking at each other and then they lower their sword slightly as he approaches. And says, you're fine, don't worry, they're with me. All right, over to the bit about the elemental planes. And he sort of takes you over until you can see that there's all the different sections about different kinds of arcane magic. And then then it comes to a a whole section about the planes. And he he takes you towards the uh, bit about the elemental plane of fire. Do we scope another stairway? On our way around? You do see the stairs. Are there guards and things? Yeah. Yes. You can see that there are uh, two sets of guards uh, at both stairwells. Okay. And we can't see any other kind of less obvious route up in case there's some weird... You remember that there was the sort of ventilation shaft. At one point when the doctor turns a corner and is just like slightly out of earshot just for a second, Greg can stop, turn to Ayun and just like whisper, when we have a good moment, turn us invisible and we head up to the third floor. Okay. All right. So if you're looking for things about the elemental plane of fire, fire and, yes. and it's uh, how it interacts with the material plane, mm. you know, there's a good book over here on the Azers and uh, then you know how they had parts in building the fires that led to the mountain. And oh, I think I think I spotted something back there. Let, can you come and grab it for me? Yes, Greg? I'll go and reach it. I, it's fine. Oh, oh, well, hang on. I got this. I'll get this book down for you. And you can see he gets a ladder and he starts to move what? it over with what? the wheels. When he gets a ladder, Ayun and Greg go look around, quickly go around a corner, like grab Kia and Jack to go around the corner with us. And we're like, one, two, three, <laughs> And cut to Dr. Joel Lonazibo about two minutes later. He's like got this big tome, brings it down. And it's absolutely fa- Oh, hmm. there goes your memory again. <laughs> <laughs> I keep seeing people. I keep seeing a big cow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, so then you are all invisible, I assume. Uh, So you cast invisibility. Do you need Jack to cast invisibility? Yes, so Jack's casting it on himself and Kira, I assume. Yeah, and we're doing us. Okay, so he casts invisibility. Uh, I would lead the way. I would like to do that. But before I do that, are you just looking at a thunder wave? A little bit. Wait, you're going there. A little bit. Don't worry about it. It's. I forget that that one's cast on self. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the only thing that I have that makes sound that's far away from my body. Mm. I'm going to cast shatter. <laughs> it's a big glass building. Yeah. Oh, next to a window or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to cast shatter. What's the explicit wording of shatter, quickly. I'd say cast because you've already cast shelf, it. like a high bookcase shelf, because hopefully that yeah. will just result in a whole bookcase falling down without too it. much. Oh yeah, fully. No, and you haven't lost concentration, so you're still no, invisible. It's not. Yeah. I figure if we can just get everybody away from us, it's going to make this job yeah, so much will. easier. Yeah, it will. It will. And then, and then we're not beholden by your inability to pass a stealth check, Greg. I'm on a plus one. Cool, cool, cool. It's charisma. I'm on a minus one. Okay. A uh, sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range, which is 60 feet. A non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes the damage if it's in the spell's area. Yep. That's... Um, a creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage. How much yep. damage is it? 3d8. I'm going to pick a bookcase as far away from us as physically possible. 60 foot away. <laughs> yeah. S- 60 foot, but far, and also without people in it. 
there's one bookcase you can see that's almost at the edge of your periphery that is uh, about uh, the plane of shadow. Cool. I haven't had great experiences with the plane of shadows on this podcast. So <laughs> he's got to go. Yeah. This um, one just says Kanewin the what? Kanewin the Gruel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast Shatter. Uh, <coughs> can you roll damage for me? 14. 14. <laughs> the Christ. bookcase just shatters to dust and leaves uh, you know and makes a small hole and you just see all the books tumble to the lower floor okay go 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 the guards rush over and you suddenly the stairway is clear <laughs> and so you're on the third floor i think we should probably do a perception check and then an arcana check maybe because we've heard that this is a fancy place yeah so, i'll be doing neither of those checks yeah. <laughs> that's fair so make um, an arcana check kia would like to use her detect magic yeah oh yours is better so kia would like to look around with her detect magic where you've got to there is bookcases that seem to be in, in high sun elvish and these are old tomes many of them are scrolls that seem to be tied up in some kind of papyrus. Think Library of Alexandria. This seems to be the oldest bit of the building. Beyond that, there's a large set of doors that you remember your snake went past that have transmutation magic sort of emanating off them. Do any of the scrolls and books around us also have Oh yeah, magical? they are all magical. Just wondering. Um... Kia, use the head voice thingy and guide us to the, where we need to be. I'm not going to say anything else now. <laughs> So oh, very sweet. So Kia is just going to Kia is just going to think at everyone. There's some kind of transmutation magic on the door, but that is where we need to go. You just hear Jack go, Whoa! <laughs> Shh. Sorry. Uh, I think I like pat out for Jack. I'm identifying by hair type. Yeah, you um, you, 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 you don't very furry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Jack. <laughs> There's an elephant in here. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. Vic. <laughs> eventually you find his hair he sort of like seems to be almost reaching out for one of the scrolls you just see it move slightly hand slap sorry focus okay and i grab him and we start going towards where you're going towards i grab like the back of we're chaining it a bit are we all holding hands pretty much yes, yes. yeah Keeping yeah we boost up to the door and i would like to do an arcana check okay not with that i won't eight seems like a perfectly normal set of doors cool i put my hand on it nothing happens i try and open it it opens. I go through it. You're fine. Cool. Can I see if any of whatever this spell is is kind of like transferred to people or anything? Or It seems not... to be triggering. The doors are now closing rapidly. As they close but... behind you, just the wood becomes solid. The gaps between the doors disappears. <laughs> We're being prisoned. Yeah. So as you enter, you see that there's this wonderful, elaborate chandelier pentagonal with five different colors and each of the flames on the candles on that side of the pentagon are all also the same corresponding color. You see that the room itself is pentagonal as well, except where there were dragon statues here before when Kia's snake visited previously. There aren't any now, there are empty pedestals. Are there any books in this room? No. You see ahead of you the door that Kia saw to the restricted section, where you saw those big wooden pedestals with the glass cases in there, and you can see the doors there, but locked, closed. Again, thinking to everyone. We need to get through to the room at the end. When I saw this last time, it was with my snake, and I sent it through the ventilation, but I don't know whether we'll all fit. There were some statues of dragons in here that aren't here anymore. Being mission-focused, I'd like to go towards the door, Mm -hmm. and just check it out, see what the lock sitch is. Yeah, Greg's going to go up and check it with... doesn't have a lock. Can I open it? No. As you try the door, it sort of clutters, and then you hear a hissing, a screeching, 
and flying through the ventilation shafts and landing in a semicircle around you as you're all standing by the door. You see these glass dragon statues, which are all animated and moving. And I would like everyone to roll initiative. Spooky. Do you still have a misty step, babe? I do still have a misty step. How many misty steps do you have? Uh, two, as long as I don't cast any other spells. One to go in, one to go out. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Exceptionally valid. I think I... I 20. 15. 21. Bastard. Uh, 20. I'm only on a plus one. Jesus Christ. Also, we're invisible. Can they see us? Yes. They seem to be able to sense your presence mm. That's fair. in some regard. You assume that they have been given some way of magically perceiving yeah. you. Yeah, makes sense. In this room, you also see there are two large ladders which seem to be resting uh, in the corner by the door. If you want to make use of those, they're there. And so, with initiative rolled, first up is Ayun. We did a glass thing before and we shattered it and that was great. Uh, so I'm going to do that again. Uh, level three. So that's 48. Okay. Uh, well, I fix what isn't broken. Yeah. They're made of glass, so constitution save, but they have disadvantage. Okay. All fail but green. Cool. Woo! 19 damage. Right. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so how does it manifest? I take my blade and I slam it into the floor and just like a line of frost shoots out towards them and then poofs it out in like a cloud of frost with a big noise. It just sort of settles on them and then they crack. Okay. And you can see just they start to crack in different places and just, you know, their, their, their forms sort of uh, diminish slightly as, they, as they, they recoil. I just turn to Kia and I say, Kia, go. And with that, it's then Greg's turn. So Greg... So has a new toy, so he's going to play with it. Um, <laughs> two hands reaching behind and like over his head, pulls this great sword out of its scabbard, glowing slightly still. And that's when the invisibility fades, blinks off, and Greg runs forward and lunges the sword just straight into the leftmost dragon, which I think is the red one. The red one, yeah. Fantastic. Dealing woo, 15 damage. How do you want to kill it? Thank you. So uh, Greg lunges the sword straight into the center of the dragon. There's a moment where it just kind of heats up and you see it kind of glow like red, but it's a different red. It's not like a colored red. It's a uh, molten red. Yeah. Before just instantly shattering into like a cloud of dragon-like red sparkles and you see it's here it bubbles slightly almost like it's blown glass like all this heat is entering the center it sort of bursts fully like its stomach bulges as it expands and then it just all this glass it sort of becomes dust that flies everywhere uh for my second attack uh greg like shifts his balance slightly onto his back foot and then does a sweeping blow uh sideways into the black dragon okay roll to hit uh 24 that hits. Uh, roll damage. A nine. You can see that this time you shove it in and it cracks. It takes a big chunk out of its shoulder in terms of glass that chips off, but it's still standing. Okay, and with that, it's then the dragon's turn. So the black dragon, you know, still almost instinctively retaliates with a big bite. A non-natural 20. That hits. You can see uh, you take seven points of damage. This thing just sort of bites into your calf. You feel glass spikes almost <laughs> sort of rip in. And so uh, the white one comes for your right leg. That is another seven points of damage as it, it bites into your other leg. And you've now got these two dr sort of glass dragons attacking your legs. If someone could get these off me, that would be really appreciated. <laughs> they're the dragon wormlings, I should say, as well. They're like sort of small-sized dragons, miniature in scale. Pest dragons. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then the green one is going to run up and try to bite Ayun. Yep. Fifteen hits. Ten points of damage. Oof as it just sort of bites into your side, running at great speed using its sort of wings, which you realize now can't actually lift it off the air, but more for show, just to like make itself really big. I feel sorry for it, but it just bit me, so. Also it's made of glass. Yeah, it can Fuck get it. bent. 
Yeah. Not that, you can get blown. <laughs> and then the blue one is going to run towards Kia and instead swings round and hit, tries to hit you with its tail. Non-natural 20 again. Yeah. Six points of damage. You feel like a sharp edge to its tail slice uh, across your arm. With that, it is then Kia's turn. Listening to what I just yelled, can I see through any gaps in the door? Just like see any bit of floor in the next room? Yeah, there, there is the sort of a slight gap in the door. Yeah, so I would just like to see the first bit of floor I can see through there and cast Misty Step. Okay. And send myself through. And okay. so you cast Misty Step. What does it look like? What does your Misty Step look like? Mm. Very briefly, you see Kia reappear out of the invisibility and this weird purple swirl around her feet, almost like a smoke that just very quickly shoots up and mm. disappears and she's gone. Spooky. Kia! <laughs> <laughs> Where'd she go? The dragons have got her, quick! <laughs> <laughs> and I will have my revenge! <laughs> and as you arrive on the other side of the door, before you didn't see that on the far side of the room, the wall shimmers slightly, and it reveals a large golden throne inset with rubies that wasn't visible previously when you visited. Looking down on the central area and striding out from behind it, you see two big paws and cat-like eyes and a humanoid face. And it is then uh, Jack's turn. So, Jack. Do you want to use your action? Because Mississippi's a bonus action. Yeah, it's bonus oh, action. Oh, it's a bonus action. last turn. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but she got for last so turn. So dramatic as well. It was. Yeah, how far away is the book that I know I'm after? It is in front of the throne, with along right, with like, a, set, a, a set of other books. It's on that top tier. But like, that's now directly in front of where this throne is. Kia just... So Runs Kia, forward, smashes the thing. <laughs> Well, Misty steps in and before even looking up, just starts, uses her movement and just runs straight towards it. And as she starts to look up to catch her bearings, she suddenly sees there's a throne and there's suddenly a creature looking down at her, which was not there before. Yeah. That I assume has very obviously seen her. Yes. She can't hide at this point anyway, so she's going to get to the book as quick as she can. It's an action. Do I need to dash to get there? Yes. Do you need to dash over to the glass cases and then make your way up the two stairs on either side, one of the two, to this raised area when there are the three books in the cases where one of them is the book you're looking for? Yeah, so I'm going to just dash so I can get as far as the book. Okay, and so you dash up towards the book and then as you turn around and you're sort of facing the book, first of all, you see this thing emerge from the shadows even more and you see another one by the door just walking towards uh, to guard the entrance and uh good job you got another message step huh yeah if i can get back and see where i'm going and you see that this thing has the lower body like a centaur but the lower body of of a lioness it's a sphinx it's a sphinx no it's not a sphinx it's uh you see the lower body of a lioness and the upper body of a sort of young woman she's got cat-like eyes and a strange headdress on it's a cat centaur is it a lamia it's a lamia <laughs> i can he- nail it <laughs> is so proud of himself he knows his egyptian <laughs> mythology lore? yeah the one just behind you sort of starts to speak we are the sisters of the disallowed and then the other one speaks and in this chamber we have vowed the other one speaks again to never let these books leave and in this goal we must achieve so leave this place you thieving fool you are visitors here so respect this rule 
and their claws extend. And with that, it is then Jack's turn. Well, at least they aren't hostile towards you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken a book yet. <laughs> just standing up, just visiting, having a little look. It's a library. I can read. That's yeah. respectful. <laughs> and uh, Jack is going to cast Magic Missile. Uh, yes. Nice. And I have a question. So they're Lamia. How do they feel about half rhymes? Is it rhymes only? Will they also kill us for half rhymes? It we'll find out. It the Lamia. It's, uh, it's a Lamia to Lamia basis. <laughs> we'll find out depending on how good I am at coming up with rhymes. Hey! <laughs> so, uh, this is the episode where Greg becomes a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see one magic missile flies out and hits the black dragon, and the black dragon, you know, just with this blue energy, it shatters backwards as it's destroyed. The leg now free, Greg takes one half step backwards to ready himself and regain his balance. He mutters once again in halfling, and then fires another one towards the white dragon. It sort of shatters its tail, uh, but it's still holding on. Nice. Um, it's a manx dragon now. <laughs> and then the final one goes uh, towards the green dragon, which is closest to him. That one doesn't seem to do much damage to it as it's sort of running towards him now that he has gone. And that one is in good shape. It is then Iyun's turn again. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to cast Shatter again. Okay. I think. Be, uh, be careful of me, though. Actually, yeah, I have you know a cost what? six to the save, but even then, still, like, yeah, yeah there, I think there are easier, I, better I'll things I'll use to do. my sword instead. So I am going to do a slashing maneuver, mm -hmm. and I am going to head for the green one. That's an eight. And you slash outwards and completely miss as this thing sort of pounces at the same time towards Jack. With that, it is then Greg's turn. So, like, wincing in pain from the dragon's fangs that are still very much buried into his leg, Greg closes his eyes for a second and then opens them and there's just this like blue glow around him as he enters rage, grabs his sword with both hands and then there's this like slight blue like pulse of energy as he pushes it down to try and like just impale the white dragon on the sword. Okay. Trying to make a reckless attack as well if that's Sure. Very, very poor. Wow. 11. Does not hit. Just misses, ting, and then he raises the sword and stabs down again for the second time. Okay. Attack. 20... Yeah, you can see it's writhing around, so the first one misses, and you go down for the second one, aim true, and hit it. 12 damage. How'd you kill it? The first one misses, like, a clang as it hits the glass, and then sword raises up again. Another pulse of blue energy, and it just, in the blink of an eye, is at the floor, and the dragon's dust. Pulverized. Greg exhales, and then runs over to stand between Jack and the dragons. Okay, so then uh, the green dragon pounces at you. Ooh, a natural 20. 22 points of damage. Half so half to 11, that's fine. But. Half to 11, you can see <sighs> bites into your shoulder and sort of won't let go. And then the blue one turns around and whips you with its tail, dealing seven points of damage. The first bite from the green dragon just goes straight into Greg's shoulder. Then the tail from the blue dragon, there's a slight blue energy from, from Greg that comes to meet it, that like removes a lot of the strength from the blow before it hits him. Okay, with that, then it's Kia's turn. Okay, how close is the one that just walked from the throne to the book? Uh, you're between it and the book. I, I would say just ask if you can read the book. They said you can't take them away, but if you get it, you can always just go into your library and then vanish. If yeah. Before you attack them and then end up dying. <laughs> I, I'm well aware that this is not Okay, safe. that's fine. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's good, that's good. I'm between one and the book that I'm after. Yeah. Can I walk up next to the case? Yep. And turn to it and just go, in rhyme. I really struggle with rhymes. Half rhymes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon 
Otherwise, a positive review is the best way to help us out. The best place for those is on iTunes. All our social media at linktree slash powerwordroll. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash powerwordroll. But for now, from Annie, Naomi, Henry and myself, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. I have invisibility. Uh, I, I, can, I can turn uh, 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 me and somebody else invisible. Uh, I can already do that, so thanks, but no, oh, there are uh, four sh- of us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up, kid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, love the spell, and then you're like shitting on him. You're like, I can do that. <laughs> Baby. <laughs>